And we are back to discuss the one show everyone's been asking us to discuss, The Last of Us, a video game from Sony, PlayStation, now an HBO television show. Um, I pretty much, I've been keeping up with it, but I've also been, of course, comparing it because I did play both games, part one and part two. And uh, Preston, you have not played the games. You have not. I, I have not. I mean, I've played some other some other zombie video games, but this <laughs> from the screenshots I've seen, it looks pretty pretty different. Um, like I, I I played the um, what's the one with with the the one where you're the the zombies in the mall? Is that Red Red Redemption or something? Um, Dead Redemption? I think that's Left for Dead. Not really. I thought it was. Uh... If, if if it's like modern, then it's Red Dead is like cowboy times. Um, no, Dead Rising. I'm sorry. Oh, Dead, Dead Rising. Rising. Yes, I played Dead Rising. That was Dead Rising One. That was eons ago. That was like I was in high school when that first came out. Really, Dead Rising. That was a long time ago. Oh, on the Xbox. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was whoa. <laughs> I guess it was yeah. I guess that was a long time ago. 2006, it says. Yeah, around there. Yeah, that's about right. Oh Jesus, Jesus. I <laughs> know. Uh, I played that. I played the hell out of that. Um, yeah, you know, but that that's. Uh, it was a long time ago. Uh, video games have come a long way. Yeah. Of course. And uh, I saw someone in the comments section uh, say, the one thing The Last of Us has to do is not be AMC's The Walking Dead. Three episodes in, I think it's done that spectacularly. But to be fair, oh. season one of Walking Dead on AMC was actually pretty good. It starts to go downhill mm. once Frank Darabont, Darabont, whatever his name is, he leaves the show. I mean, it becomes yeah. just like a generic zombie, whatever. But um, no, I think the first three episodes, which we'll, we'll, we'll be covering now, were fucking phenomenal. Episode, you just finished episode three in the last couple of hours, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I did. I'll, I'll say um, on stream, 10 out of 10, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'd say 10 out, 10 out of 10, you know, or, or if you want to say like 9.9 .9 out of 10, you know, like it's, it's a, it's a near, it's a near perfect episode. The only, the, my only, um, it's just, it's acted so well. It's so heart wrenching. It's, it's so real, but not like, you know, the, the, the characters are imperfect and their love is imperfect. Um, but it's, it's a very, it's a very, and you know, I don't, don't necessarily condone, uh, you know, the, the one, protect, you know, the, the one, protect, the one guy killing himself, you know, like when the other one was terminally ill just because he had nothing else to live for, you know, like, like, but all of that makes them the store, like their love imperfect and the characters imperfect. And it was just a, 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 a sad, um, a sad, uh, very melancholy, uh, um, uh, episode. Um, yeah, really beautiful, well done, beautifully acted. Just incredible, incredible action, incredible acting. Uh, where, yeah, um, teared up quite a bit through the whole thing. Um, my, 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 the only thing I was kind of laughing with, like, I was laughing with you earlier, and I was, I was joking with my wife because I watched it with her. Like, what's what's the chances that in the post apocalypse, like your perfect mate, like falls into a a a, a hole, <laughs> and like you both know about pairing wine with a rabbit, you know, and stuff like that, and are both into Linda Ronstadt. Like, um, it's 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 kind of uh, it's kind of funny, you know. I mean, then my my wife is like, maybe people were were falling into his trap like every week. We don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Like she was giving up, she was giving excuses. She's like, you never know. 
You know, she's got you there. <laughs> she's, she's got a point, right? Right. It's just, uh, yeah, it's kind of, kind of funny, kind of funny. I also started saying like. I, I, it's hard for me to believe that they would have been able to maintain such a nice house and do all of the chores. Um, just the one of him for a while and the two of them. It seems like maintaining that house and all of the things involved with it, like the generator and the, and the, and the fences and, and growing the food and slaughtering the animals and all the different things that, that seems really labor intensive. And I just, I was also like, are you, are, do I believe that they'd be able to do all of that for themselves? And then my wife's like, you got to remember, they have no TV. They have no internet. They have no books. It's just their life is chores. Like, I think if you remove everything, maybe you can survive, you know, like and, and, and keep everything like immaculately clean like they did. I was like, maybe I don't know. But besides the like, besides like the likelihood of the story, the story is just um the story is just, you know, a, a beautiful, well-done story. Uh, really sad. And, and so well-acted. The entire time I'm thinking, this is this is such a deviation from the game. So in the first... Mm. So um, I know we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves going straight into episode three. Hope you guys will forgive us for that. But um, in the... We'll, we'll go backwards in time, I guess. Of course. You know, let's start, start with the episode three and then go backwards to episode two and then episode one. So, of course, they're skipping a lot of the game. Not a bad decision. I don't care about it. There are things that I disagree with. Um, so one of the mm. major things in the part one video game for Last of Us is that they actually do meet Bill, and we do, I, I believe you can see Frank's, uh, so Frank was in the game, but you don't meet him, you see his corpse right. that he killed himself. He, like, dies, he dies off screen before the characters arrive. Oh, so you right? know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I read the inside the episode kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... In the games, Ellie and Joel, they meet Bill, and, you know, he helps them go through all this whole situation. Here, not so much, uh, but they do take his truck, and it's a deviation from the source material, but I'm completely and utterly okay with that. I'm completely, like, it was yeah. done so well that yeah. the same thing, like, the, the end game here is that they do get supplies from Bill, they do get I mean, the that, truck. that's all it is, right? The plot point is... They they have this like miracle stash of supplies mm-hmm. that that your that your video game character is going to use right mm-hmm. like because because how how do you have this which is also like an unlikely situation like okay you're trying to cross country during during a zombie apocalypse what what are the chances that you're gonna you're gonna find a whole bunch of guns and ammo and food and gasoline and a truck to get you across the country the likelihood is very small but like. But without it, there's no game, right? There's no video game if you don't have any bullets, right? Like, like never, never mind the fact that like gasoline goes stale like six months after like it's it's refined and produced. Like, there's no way like they would have any workable gasoline, you know, or, or like or at least you know, um, Bill and Frank wouldn't. Like, maybe in the in the QZ they refine gasoline, um, but there'd be no way he would have like workable gasoline, like. After 20 years. No, 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 never. <laughs> but like, but that, that, that's fine. Like, I understand that like, in like plot wise, the characters need some need supplies. That's the only thing that needs to happen, right? Everything else doesn't matter. Yeah, pretty much. 
But no, the, the, ma- the major thing is that they get a truck and they move on to the next destination. Um, of course, there's other stuff that happens. If I recall, I think there's a fight at a school, and I think Bill is also uh, kind of involved with that, with the infected. Um, but they remove all that for a more personal story, and I actually really liked it. I thought it was very good. This is how you adapt a video game and then, or a source material, book as well, whatever, and deviate from the source material. The same cues are still yeah. there. It's a shame that we don't really get, like, this whole scene between Joel and Ellie and, uh, and, uh, and Bill, mm-hmm. because in the game, Ellie kind of starts beating Bill, um, with a pipe and <laughs> Joel had, like, yeah, those yeah. little moments, that's okay. The same story beats still go down, and we get more of an in-depth look at Bill and Frank's relationship. Because I believe in the game, Frank is just Bill's partner. I if I don't recall them being... Right. They weren't actually, like, gay lovers. They right. They were just partners, right. I, yeah. I am wondering, and I'm maybe I shouldn't, like, because at the end of the day, who gives a fuck? I'm wondering if the grifters were able to put their grift down for one second, because, you know, gay lovers, and appreciate the episode for what it was, which was phenomenal. Um, the, I mean, this this we're gonna get back. This seems like the conversations these days like keep going back to it. Like, it, you know, isn't this doesn't isn't this episode like the most woke episode ever? Isn't it? Like, isn't it throwing in conservatives' face like wokeness? You know, right? It isn't, and yet it's like, like sure, but it's like also one of the most awesome episodes ever. It just goes to show, like, all of that doesn't matter. The window dressing. Of of like the 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 characters and the and their and their color and their sexual orientation, none of it really matters if you have a really fucking great story. Because I was actually like thinking about like would the story be as powerful um, if they were heterosexual? And I think that Nick Offerman's character, you know, has to be kind of insecure and not fitting in with society. Mm. Um, and has like for, for a lot of it to work. So I think in, I think maybe the character has to be gay, at least Nick Offerman's character, you know, like if it were say he were heterosexual and like a, and a, you know, a, a perfect woman like dropped in his, in his hole would like the, would, would the relationship work? You know? Um, I don't know. I don't know if it would, you know, um, it, it would just seem it, it would seem a little even more contrived, like this guy who's never who's never had any experiences or you know or many experiences, and is very very awkward. Has this like you know uh, love of his life like fall into a hole? Um, I don't know. It just it it seems to work as as them being being uh, um, same sex partners, and I don't necessarily think it would work if it, if they were um, heterosexual. So, I don't know. I also love that they chose Nick. What is it? I'm not familiar with him because I never watched Parks and Rec, but his name is Nick Offerman? Yes. I'm surprised they chose him. Nick Off... Well, it works a bit because... So, Nick Offerman... He, he's, he's, he's been a comedian for a long time and he's very versatile in what he can do. He's actually married to the woman who was on, um, uh, um, uh shit. What what's what what was what was that old NBC show about the about the gay guy living with a, a straight woman? Oh, uh, Will and Grace. Um, Will and Grace. Yeah, there's four main characters in Will and Grace and they they have like a crazy uh, black hair. Uh, Karen? Yeah. Karen. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's married to her and I think Karen appears in in 
in um in episodes of of uh of Parks and Rec as his like ex-wife. Or, um but yeah, he's married to her in real life. He's a very versatile actor, but then he got given this role of being this right-wing libertarian character who works for government which is like ridiculous right like why would a libertarian work for government (laughs) like you know like he doesn't believe in government but he like works for it you know and so he then got this like reputation of being like uh like that character of being like survivalist like self-reliant man and so he started doing like stand-up based on this sort of like how to be a man in 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 a modern world and he has books and stuff as well, like going on this like comedy idea of the self-reliant man. Um, I'm trying to think like if you could, you can even like look at his, um, but I don't even think that's his actual personality. I think that's just like what he's done to sort of like get uh, money these days. That's, but that's why I bring it a, up because like, I'm not familiar yeah. with parks and rec. I've never seen one episode, but I am familiar with the memes of like his character on, on that show being like this manly man guy who like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So great. So I mean, great choice. Yeah. So he became, yeah, but he, he sort of like put out this character that's, that's somewhat, that's somewhat the character from Parks, Parks and Rec, that this is his comedy thing. So I like he has a book called like Where the Deer and the Antelope Play, Paddle Your Own Canoe. Um, that he has another one called The Greatest Love Story Ever Told with him and his wife. Uh, you know, good, clean, fun. Like, but it's like one is him like like doing carpentry. One's like him like in front of like uh like in a canoe in the wilderness, you know, like he's definitely like pushing that um like mentality or that that character uh and so when they put him as the survivalist uh you know it, it's like we have all these assumptions based on on his previous role in, in parks and rec about like who he is um and then you know we're then surprised when when uh when he turns out to be more than that well like I said, I, I think they did a phenomenal job. Like this is this is where you see like an actor who you don't you wouldn't normally expect in this type of role show how versatile mm-hmm. they are. Um, like for for me, one of my favorite Adam Sandler films where it's not like a a, a comedy, it's it's Rain Over Me uh, with Don Cheadle. Mm. Um, it, like you normally see him doing like you know comedic like yeah 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 yeah, but then on Rain Over Me, it, like shifts from that and you get to see his range. So I glad I'm so glad whoever hired him for that role give that guy a raise. That was great. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think it was a 10 out of 10 episode. I really liked it. It did make me tear up a little bit at, at towards the end. Um, mm-hmm. And for, for once again, The Last of Us is about Joel and Ellie and their struggles. But this, this reminds me of that one episode of um, uh, Watchmen on HBO where it, it shifts focus from our main characters to this one secondary boring on background care. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, the, the dude who, the cop who puts on the, the mirror mask or whatever. And it like the very beginning of the episode is just about like what happens to him at, in New Jersey. Oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. For, I forgot his fucking name, but that was yeah. such a brilliant episode. Kind of reminds me of that episode. It's so good. It's not about the main characters, but it's still just phenomenal. Yeah, you know, that episode and, and, and keep in mind that like, um, Watchmen is done by the same guy that did Leftovers, um, Damon Lindelof. That was very much his style to like have each episode be, be driven by a backstory of, of the next character and, and 
doing kind of an ensemble. And Lost did this did this somewhat, and Lindelof was also involved with Lost. But like, you know, like each each um each episode advancing the plot through the life story of a character. Um, and and it's 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 a we, we've been getting that a little bit. You know, the first the first one being Oberyn's um, life story, <laughs> and then the second episode. Um, the second episode, not as much, but I suppose we could like have Tess being the, the, the kind of the major player of the second episode. Right. I wish they would have given more to Tess actually. Um, like now that we're three episodes in and then this one being, you know, Frank and Frank and, um, Bill. uh, Bill, um, having now been three episodes in, I now think that man, they really needed to spend more time on Oberyn and um, Tess's relationship. Um, like, cause that, that ending, the ending of this episode where she reads that note. And at first I was like, Oh, this note, like it seems a little bit on the nose, how it's like, find somebody and protect them. And then it's like, and that person is Tess, right. you know? And I was like, Oh, that's a punch in the gut. But it's like at the same time, like, ah, we didn't really get that much time of like how much Oberyn liked her or not, you know, mm-hmm. um, which which is too bad, which is too bad because um, we because the first episode is so dedicated to like how Ober how the death of Maeve's daughter has affected Oberyn um, and the replacement of Liana for Maeve's daughter. But like. To, you know, Tess is, unfortunately, there's just not enough screen time for Tess, like, in that, in that formula, right? Like, if this whole story is about, like, Oberyn transitioning, uh, his feelings, um, of love and caring for Maeve's daughter to, to Liana, where does Tess fit in that equation? Well, she doesn't really, you know, <laughs> like, even though, even though, there's 20 years of tests, is it mm-hmm. right? Or something around there, something around you know, there, yeah. like there's right. Like obviously like, like tests should be a major, major piece, but she's going to get, she's going to get just passed over because that's not the story. The story is, is, is escort mission. So another deviation from, I'm glad you mentioned tests. Another deviation from the games is that in the video games, I think you already know this, um, Tess is shot and killed by, I, I believe, Fedra agents who chase her and, and, mm. and Joel through the, 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 now that I'm thinking about, like, they're, they're gonna chase him through, like, but I think in the game, like, they had a, a, a fight with some of the Fireflies. But, uh, in the games, um, Tess meets her demise because, uh, she gets shot in the head, but she's gonna die anyways, cause, you know, the infection. Yeah. Um, but in the show, I hate that they did this kiss thing with the infected kissing her and trying to, like, implant, like. Oh, you, d- you didn't think that was, you didn't think that was nah, creepy? I think that was so fucking lame. Very unnecessary. Just, uh, the kiss, do we need that? Is that necessary? Oh. I liked it. I liked it. It was uber, it was very creepy. That's why I thought uh, it was like. I will say though, the fact that the infected are all kind of connected, like you step on a tendril here and like a bunch of them over there know about it. That's, that's different. That's, I don't remember that yeah, being a big yeah. part of the games. No, no. I, yeah. They, they added that. They thought that, um, they, they thought that, that, and there, they said there was some science to it and, um, about like, you know, the fungus, you know, being, being across forests and stuff like that and being like, you know, last going a mile and, and being the, the largest thing. So they thought that, that worked a little better. Um, 
And I agree. Like, I think that the choice of switching out the military for the the infected makes more sense. Like, because you you want to establish the stakes of the of the whole adventure and this you know and and the threat of the whole adventure which is the infected while if you left the threat as bostonian fedra agents as they leave boston like that threat goes away like and that's not a continuing threat of of the story you know it's like it's like beginning of game of thrones you have to establish that the others are the threat you know, you, you don't want to have like it be a threat that like you're going to you're going to leave in the rearview mirror. You know what you want it to be something that's going to be coming back and, and hanging over the characters the whole time. I'm glad you mentioned that um, because even though the show is it's not zombies, it's fungus, whatever, even though like the major the reason like why everyone is like living these depressing lives is because of these infected it they kind of take a back seat. To what's really happening it's that you know the characters are just trying to survive and just trying to go from one day to the next mm. in the walking dead it's a constant fight against you know raiders and the, the zombies yeah here well even though they are fighting the infected they're mostly fighting like loneliness and like it, it's really about like the battles within i don't want to i know i'm gonna sound very cliche and very lame yeah. saying that but the infected kind of take a back seat here and i kind of like that right i'm actually really surprised that that actually in episode three, Nick Offerman's character spends four years alone, absolutely alone for four mm. years. And, and he, 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 it's not really dealt with like the trauma that someone would experience if they spent four years. In I'm surprised he wasn't talking to himself because like, it's kind of what happens. Yeah. I mean, I mean, right. Like, you know, there's various movies that deal with this, like, like cast away, um, deals with it really well and then there's movies there's um what's what's the movie with uh with um uh, guardians of the galaxy guy on the on the spaceship on the intergenerational spaceship oh and with uh really, jennifer lawrence on it i forgot the name of it but i know what you're yeah, talking about jennifer lawrence yeah R- passenger yeah. um he that's that's a really like see that movie deals with like the morality of of, of stuff because like it's passenger is a horrible he's a horrible character. He does something very morally wrong and he's, he's rewarded for it. And it's kind of a gross plot. Um, essentially he's, he, um, his shit, his pod malfunctions on an intergeneration on like a, a hundred year journey. And he tries to, he tries to live alone for a year and he becomes so lonely that he doesn't know what to do. So he wakes up Jennifer Lawrence and he tries to hide it from her. But she like discovers it and then, you know, doesn't want to talk to him because it's a horrible thing. Um, and then, you know, they, they save the ship from some asteroids and then she like forgives him and they, they live like their, their, their life together, you know, in a romance and he's, he's rewarded. And it's, so it's kind of gross in the sense that like the abuser like gets the girl in the end. But at the same time, like if you were in that situation, would you be able to, you know deal with the loneliness or you know his choice was kill himself or wake her up and things like this so it's like i do kind of like understand that moral question like of of would you do that would you wake somebody up but he you know he's rewarded in the end which is kind of crappy but but nick offerman spends four years by himself and it's just fine (laughs) it's fine you know like 
<laughs> you'd be going nuts. You'd be going nuts. So there's a few things like that that I don't think are very realistic, but it's still a beautiful, beautiful love story. Well, like I said, the show so far has been <laughs> phenomenal. Episode two, I, I even though like. For, of course, most of it is not in the past. I do love the past segments. For me, that's been like the standout moments of the mm. show that take p- place in the past yeah. or, you know, just, just moments where everything's not going crazy. The best moment for me, episode two, is the beginning where they're in Indonesia and the, mm, the yeah, woman. Yeah, what a, what a wonderful little. You were talking oh, about that on stream, how you're surprised. It actually looks like actual Indonesia. Oh yeah, the the restaurants, the streets, everything. It, it it really looked like Jakarta. Yeah. And and you know, the the man the 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 acting on, on that group was was incredible. Um you know, and and what a what a beautiful what a beautiful and very sad um scene. Um all of the openings have been great. Uh they're really long like even that 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 19 like the 1960s 1970s like opening to episode one where um the actor for big head from silicon valley was in it but like even even just them on this like show talking to each other about fungus was like acted so well and the looks and stares that they gave each other of like what made them uncomfortable to talk about was just done done so well so i just i love all of their all the openings that they've been doing are you talking about uh john hannah because i really loved him in the mummy he was he was the professor talking about the fungus, how we all lose. No, but John Hanna was incredible. I was talking about the host mm. of the show. Um, um, his name is um, the host of the show is played by um, Joshua Max Brenner. Why does it sound so familiar? And he. Well, Big Head is a completely, utterly different character than who he was playing, but like in this, like utterly different. So it's like so funny that Josh Brenner is like has just, I mean, just goes to show how good he is as an actor. But Big Head is a completely different character from what he was playing as the host of that show. Well, I'm just but, glad uh, to see John Hanna in uh, something. He's one of those actors where you like him. You don't necessarily follow his career throughout, but you're glad he's getting roles. Like, I, I, I'm glad to see oh, him. Yeah. I loved him at Spartacus yeah. and uh, the Mummy franchise, so I'm glad to see him. Oh, John, 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 Hanna, John Hanna makes the Mummy. He's, like, one of the best actors in the, in the oh, Mummy. Oh, 100%. Like, what a great... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, he's he's fantastic. He's um, I think uh, people remember him for, like, for weddings and a funeral and things like that. But um, he, he does... He does pretty well. He's a pretty good utility actor that they put in everything, right? So, By the way, speaking of episode yeah. two, we find out that uh, so the infection is kind of maybe in the grain. And it took me a minute to realize that yeah. um, the reason she says bomb, bomb everybody, bomb everything, bomb this entire city. And can you have someone take me home? I want to spend the last moments of my life I, with my family. I, wa- I was wondering, like, why don't you just fucking bounce? But when we first meet her, she's eating. And it's, she's possibly infected herself. Mm, and in the first episode, mm, if you go back, um, they didn't get she the pan- pancakes, right? Yeah, they didn't get the pancake mix. They didn't. They didn't get it. So that's so funny that it was in the pancake mix or something similar, some sort of sugar. Yeah, like like it, it, it's it's like it's all like all the grain and all that, and that's gone all over the place. And uh, 
Yeah, no, that somehow they've made the infection way more creepy than it is in the game, which I fucking love. But um, episode one, I was talking to you about how... How... <laughs> Because you, you keep mentioning Maeve's daughter. She is. She is a clone of that actress, <laughs> Thandi Thondi Newton. Thandi Newton, yeah. Mm-hmm. She the, is a... The, 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 so the way... This is a bit of a joke for us because, like, um, uh, for, in Westworld, Thandi Newton, like, the character is, like, defining... Because, I mean, she's supposed to be somewhat flat because she's she's a computer program. But like, or a robot, but like her defining feature is that she's obsessed with her daughter and she keeps bringing it up over and over and over and over again. And so in my reviews, I I just had this like this reoccurring thing where every time she brought it up, we were like, what? Maeve has a daughter? Like that's this like reoccurring thing, right? Mm -hmm. And then so like, what? Maeve has a daughter became like just the, the, the running joke because she brought it up so much. And then the fact that like Maeve's daughter, <laughs> Maeve's daughter is here, and she looks, oh, she looks, she looks and sounds exactly like Fanny Newton. She like is is just, um, she is. It's almost just like a clone of herself. Like it's incredible. It's incredible. Um, for the, but she was great. She did for, a really great for job. For a lot of the times, I was wondering, like, why does this girl look so fucking familiar? Have I seen her anything? And then it just fucking hit. Me. That's Maeve. Oh my god, it's fucking Maeve. Oh yeah, no. But what I but I love I love like that little intro story at the beginning. That um, and it does everything. It does everything right because you 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 know you're following you're following Maeve's daughter, and you think like you know you think like this is the protagonist like nothing's gonna happen to her even though like i know from the from the posters that it's about oberon and liana like you're following this protagonist and you're like how can anything happen to her she's the protagonist she's the good she's a, she's such a good person you know even though there's some twists like oh why is she stealing money what is she doing oh actually she's getting her dad's watch fixed like you know like um there's some twists in there you're like something bad's gonna happen no no not there and then, and then just randomly she's shot and you're like, oh God, at like at, at the most unexpected time, so senselessly and so randomly she, she dies. Um, yeah. And, uh, how, how, by the way, how did, how, how did Oberyn get from, from, it confused me because like. He's, he was in Texas Oberyn, and then he goes to, gets he to was, Boston. He, he gets from Austin to Boston and it, it, it like, but it, it like rhymes, right? So I was like, wait, are they in Austin or are they in Boston? <laughs> right? I know. He was in Austin and then he made it to Boston. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. He somehow, I, I'm assuming it's, uh, I, I don't remember. I'm sure there's like backstory to it. It's been so many years. I think maybe he just followed like where like the possible quarantine zones could be. So he, because Tess, I believe is from Detroit. Or yeah, 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 and it said he he said his brother moved, went to Wyoming, so they clearly like spread out somehow, or people moved around. So which surprises me because in this episode we fi- we find out that you know federal forces are kind of culling the population to prevent famine and starvation and all that. Um, yeah, yeah. So like somehow Joel, see that's a great prequel right there. Joel just surviving. Um, a, like trekking across the United States because he's done it before, clearly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The one thing I wanted to talk about was the casting choices. I think all the casting mm. choices have been phenomenal. Pedro Pascal, yes. is the goat. Uh, even even whether he's talking or in a helmet, he's great. 
Um, the yes, one casting yes. choice I know I'm going to get flamed for is Ellie. I don't think Bella Ramsey was a good choice for this character because even hmm. in the games, and I'm sure people who have played will back me up on this, Ellie is like a teenage girl. You know, she is snarky, but not yeah, overly yeah. so. It seems like Liana Moore, like Bella Ramsey has one emotion here, and that's to be Liana Mormont, um, where she's just always snarky and just has an attitude all the time. And that's really not how yeah. Ellie is. Ellie's more curious and and nicer. And yes, she's snarky and sarcastic, but she's not on that twenty four seven like Ram like Bella Ramsey is here. So they're definitely going through for something. So, so I've seen her now. This is the third thing I've seen her in. So, so the first thing I saw her was was obviously Le- Liana Mormon, but she was also in the second season of His Dark Materials, where she plays. This very creepy psycho girl. And then this is almost like a blend of those two characters. Um, cause they're, tr- they're definitely going for her being a little bit psycho. You know, like she gets, she kind of gets off on Oberyn beating that guy to death. She like, there's, you know, where she goes down and, and she like plays with that infected guy for a little bit. She like cuts his forehead open and then stabs him. Like they're definitely not making her into um, the the sweet girl that needs to be protected from the video game. They're definitely going in a different direction with like who she is. They're making her more a little more m- mentally unstable and a little crazier. Uh, I mean, I I, I guess I, I I I don't know. There's just something I know. Once again, I know I'm gonna get flagged for this. Something about her face is. <laughs> It's just so, I don't know, she kind of has like this. What's, wrong, what's wrong with her face? From from what I've heard about the, the, the character of Ellie from the show, and uh, that the character of Ellie from the show sounds a lot more like Maeve's daughter than... Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I would have so, switched, switched the roles. But here's the thing, you know, like Maeve's daughter is just, I mean, she's, she's, she's Thandy Newton, but like, you know, she, so she's beautiful. You know, she and and she's the sweet girl, absolutely sweet girl, and she needs you know, she needs to be protected, right? By by her by the protagonist and the protagonist failed. Um the ob I think the obvious choice would have been to have like another sweet girl where like Oberyn is trying to get redemption by protecting her and her and having the two characters be interchangeable. But they're clearly like trying to do something else, and we'll see how it works out, but they're clearly saying like they're not the same characters, okay? We've killed the Ellie from the from the from the video game. The Ellie from the video game died in the first episode with with Maeve's daughter. Like that's just the that's I think that's the statement they're kind of making. Um, I mean, I don't know what Oberyn Oberyn's backstory is in the um in the in the video game. It's basically Joel's the same. Backstory. The same as it okay. is, as, as you'll see in the show. I, I'm not saying we need a more attractive actress. It's just, it's, it's, it's the thing with, uh, I, I, I mentioned this before. When I was a kid, I used to be a huge fan of Power Rangers. And I always find it so weird that the mm. teenagers with attitudes weren't teenagers, but adult actors. And I, this is something I'm glad right. Marvel fixed with Spider-Man, with Tom they, Holland. They, they barely had attitudes. I don't <laughs> I never understood that line. Like teenagers with attitudes. What attitudes? Those are like they're the most milk toast. It was the like, 90s, group of, you know. Everybody had an they attitude. were they were so milk toast. <laughs> what I what I, It was the nineties. I mean, the, the the kids from Step by Step had more of an attitude. <laughs> I don't understand. 
<laughs> to the fucking Power Rangers. But no, for Marvel, like, they got Tom Holland, who, like, when he, you know, did Spider-Man yeah. in Civil War, he was a teenager. I would have liked them to have actually cast a teenage girl and not someone who is essentially an adult already. Um, because for part two, Ellie will be a bit more, like, she will be older and she will be more grown up. I don't know what they're mm. going to do with Bella Rams. They give her stilts a little bit, like, just a little, just, you know, make her a little taller. Like, I don't know what they're going to do because she's... I mean, I think I think you can do a lot with makeup and stuff and, and, and an actor can, can do a lot with how they how they hold themselves. Um, you know, we saw it a lot with, with, uh, with the two the two um uh Rhaenyra's right like younger Rhaenyra and older Rhaenyra um uh Millie Alcock and 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 um Emma Darcy um Emma Darcy they're only nine years apart in age okay they're not that different in age uh but one can hold one can you know through makeup and and dress and like how one holds themselves you could you make one look like a girl and the other look like a woman even though they were both, you know, women in their in their twenties, I think you know, I think Millie was twenty one and Emma Darcy was thirty or something, you know. So, um, I think I think you can do a lot with 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 how you how you dress and and how you act and 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 things like that to to give an impression of age on screen. Um, so we'll, I mean, we'll see, we'll see. It's 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 early on. I I'd like to give her I'd like to give her a chance, but you know, they're taking a risk, right? They're taking a big risk by having her be a completely different character than the uh, the video game. I would say she's you know? completely different, but it, it's it's somewhat noticeable. But in but that one aside, my my issues with her aside, everybody else so far has been perfect casting. We're only three episodes in, and so far, um, highly recommended show. Uh, three episodes, all three have been bangers. Uh, hopefully, as it, it continues on, and it seems like it will. Um, by the way, who 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 passed away? Oh, uh, one of um, the Last of Us. I believe the original Tess actress who portrayed her in um in the show for yeah, Motion Cap the, the voice. Yeah, passed away yeah. from cancer. Were... She was forty five yeah, years old. Rest in peace. So young. So young. it is. Didn't they get? But didn't they get the same actress? Back for the leader of the Fireflies in Boston, the voice actress became the uh, the um who the, who are the le- the leader of the fire of, of the Fireflies in in um, Boston. Fuck, I forgot the woman's name. <laughs> I forgot the woman's name, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they brought back a couple of people to uh, to actually um, a Marlene. Marlene, mm-hmm. yeah, I think the Marlene voice actress became the Marlene. Um, uh, actress in this, like 20, 20 years apart or whatever, uh, whenever Last of Us first came out. Um, I've seen it in an interview where, where she's like, she's like, you know, interviewing for, she was talking about interview, uh, uh, auditioning for the, for the voice acting role like years and years and years ago. But, oh shit, she's also Alex in, she's also Alex Vance in Half Life? Oh my god. Um, but no, yeah, you're right. She's, her, her real name <laughs> yeah. is, uh, uh, Marlene as well. And she also did the motion capture oh, really? for the Marlene, uh, character. So, uh, good, good. Wow. Okay. I did not know. Good shit. Good shit. Right. Um, right uh, yeah. No, so, uh, so far I th- I think this show is going to finally break the video game curse. The the infamous curse that every time any asshole tries to adapt a video yeah. game, they always fuck up with the exception of 
Mortal Kombat from from with when... the exception of Super Mario Brothers the movie. <laughs> oh, I was so disappointed <laughs> with with the with the with the uh, with the exception of Resident Evil. Which one? Actually, you know what? The, I'll, I'll give you this. The first Resident Evil from the early 2000s was not bad. Was not bad. But the new Resident Evil on Netflix, complete shit. I think here, – here, here's the thing is I think the the Resident Evil movies are so bad that you – that graded on the curve, the original Resident Evil movie <laughs> is a masterpiece compared to what comes after. But I don't actually think the original Resident Evil movie is very good. Really? I thought it was okay. Uh, uh, you know, generic uh, zombie flick. It's fine. Yeah, I know. Uh, th- I mean, there's a few – there's a there's a few good jump scare moments I, I will say in the original Resident Evil movie, but um, I don't know I didn't I didn't I didn't think uh, I didn't think it was really great I don't think it'll it'll go down as as being a, a great movie. But it's a shame that like every video game adaptation now has to live up to The Last of Us. Like this is on the map now. You can do it. However, I will say. It's a bit of a cheat that Neil Druckmann, who is behind the video games, is also very closely and heavily involved with the show. And I I believe he wrote a couple of episodes, too. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, some people say, like, is it cheating because they've changed the source material so much? And I'm like, I don't know, like. Even when video games have changed the source material, they tend they video game movies, video game adaptations. Even when they change the source material, it, they tend to suck. And changing the source material is pretty standard for for adaptations. You know, sometimes um, it I'm works. Trying to think of like uh, yeah. for video games, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Besides Mortal Kombat, like some of the some of the fighters that appear in the Mortal Kombat film don't from the 90s don't appear in the original video game like I believe Reptile is not in it um but I will say yeah. I will say in regards to adaptation you always bring this up Game of Thrones the Theon scene from season 2 with Maester Lewin Mhm yeah absolutely you know, yeah. In, in, the, we're we're talking about yeah. adaptation we're talking about like Yeah um okay I'm trying to think of some of the best um video game adaptation movies of all time i was like do you remember that um hitman hitman um, sucked <laughs> <laughs> um doom do it with the rock um, that fucking blew too <laughs> a- a- alone in the dark uh, <laughs> alone in the dark street fu- s- street fighter which one um, Legend of Chun st- Lee? that one sucked too the original street fighter i will say with van damme is is terrible but fun and Raul Julia as yeah. as M Bison that was just yeah. that was epic. Uh, of course, Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers. That was a travesty. Um, that was not Super Mario anything. Uh, uh Blood Rain. Didn't um, he hire a bunch <laughs> of like sex workers to like be the vampires and supposedly just hired them just so. to fuck them? <laughs> um, in the name of the king. I've never uh, seen that. Is that any good? No, it's supposedly horrible. It's supposedly like one of the worst. It's like what's supposedly one of the worst video game adaptations. No, I mean it's not just that like video game adaptations like don't have like usually don't work. They've been atrociously bad. Yeah. Um. And so like to go with, with the exception of I think Mortal Kombat, which is which there is, is pretty fucking fun. There movie. is one exception, um, kinda, and it wasn't a video game before. But it kind of was mm. a Tron. 
Yeah, well, I think it was a movie first. It was a movie right? first, so. but but it was a movie based off a video game. Yeah, it kind of yeah. kind of doesn't count, yeah. but I'm throwing it in there, Tron. But uh, no, Last um, of Us. I I hope it breaks the video game curse. So far with these three episodes, it would fucking suck. I mean, they they could just stop. They could yeah. just stop now while they're ahead. <laughs> just be like, that was the last episode. Thanks. The last three was just Thanks, like the, the fucking like amazing and then everything af- after the fact is just yeah you probably i'll be honest with you you probably wouldn't like the video game that much because i know that you don't like the mindless senseless killing of so many people i, re- I still remember mando season two finale of how they like just bulldoze mm. through all those stormtroopers and how after a while <laughs> you were just kind of numb to the carnage yeah, Joel in the game kills a lot of people. Granted, 99% of them deserved it, but he bulldozes through a lot, a lot of fucking people. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, this is, I mean, same with Dead Rising. I just, it was just body after body after body. But that was zombies. Thing, like, you know, the zombies, I guess. He, he's killing, like, Soldiers. He's killing saying. soldiers. He's killing raiders. He's killing sometimes people who don't deserve it. Um, and because he has this mission, oh. yeah, like no, Joel goes like deep dark to get this done. But uh, yeah, no. So far, I like everything. And my one issue, if anything, and this is just me, just you know, being ridiculous, like Bella Ramsey, who I haven't been that convinced on, but there will be some episodes where you know she's gonna have to carry the episode by herself. So you know, we'll see. There's, there's still time. For her to win me over. Um, oh, by the way, real quick, people people have been hounding her because she came out as gender non-binary, and she said in a Deadline article that she doesn't really care about what pronoun is used. <laughs> like a bunch of people flipped out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like... I know, I know. Who cares? Let, let people do whatever they want. Who who cares? Just let them let them live their lives. Let's see. When did she? Uh, when did she come out? Um, I mean, I don't see these stories before like January fifteenth or January sixteenth, so she may have come out re- uh, relatively early or relatively recently. So maybe they didn't know when when they did casting. I think being you know gender non-binary is like normal, whatever, be whatever you want. She probably came out and said it to you know to because she's doing all these interviews and she wants to be referred to as they them. So. I understand. Yeah, I mean, she gets. I mean, it works. She's. I mean, if you put in Bella Ramsey non-binary, it is. It is dozens of stories about it, <laughs> and you're like, well, it's a good way. I mean, it's a good way to get publicity for your show. I'll tell you that. But, um, uh, you know, on top of not, not that I think she's she's faking it or anything <laughs> like that, but it's it's a it's a great way to get publicity for your show because. If everybody's got to freaking throw up, throw a, a a headline up about your show, free advertisement. It's, let's, it's a much um, better way of getting advertisement and publicity for your show than going on Alex Jones and saying you like Nazis. I think it's a much better, <laughs> it's a much better, uh, uh, much better. Uh, on that note, Preston, do you mind if we wrap it up here? Yeah, sounds great. Sounds great. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. As always, we will see you all next time. Have a good one.